good Saturday morning, and welcome to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook. Uh, March is here. March 1st. We made it. It's spring. You can jump for joy. You can dance through the snow banks. You know, uh, it's been a really long winter, but March is a spring month in my book. Um, you know, it's... It's that time of year when the sun's just high enough. You know, the snow is melting regardless, you know, of what the temperature is out there. We're getting, our days are much longer. The flowers are starting to really look great. We're opening soon. You know, keep track on our website. If you have not signed up for our e-news, I would recommend it. com. Click on the newsletter button. Um, or if you have a question for the radio show. You know, send it to us, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. Um, we'll get to one or two questions this week, uh, but we're still talking flower show. Last week, I know we went over a whole bunch of stuff, but it's coming up. You know, it starts on Wednesday night, you know, so we're going to continue that theme here. Um, you know, it's really time to think spring. You know, it's time to make all of your plans. And let's talk about Flower Show because it's really, really hard to force all these plans for the show. And we're uh, going to bring Jeff Marsteller from Cozy Acre Greenhouses in. Um, he was on a couple weeks ago. We talked about the cool project that he has been working on with his photovoltaics and, you know, all of his wonderful technology to get his zero emissions greenhouse up to square. But, Jeff, how are you today? Great, great. Sun's out. We're doing great. I know. Isn't it so nice? We're, it's March, March 1st, and you've been working really hard on all these flower show plants for a while, haven't you? Well, we have, and uh, after, I guess we've done the show about 12 years, and and even though there's still tons more to learn, we have uh, figured out a few things, and uh, everything that we grow uh, for the show that is in flowering that's from seed we actually start around Valentine's Day. It takes that long to get them to, to flower for the second week of March. Yeah, so it's a, it's amazing how long it really takes to get these plants to look really good. And Mother Nature never plays nicely with you, does, does she? <laughs> well, you know, one thing that always happens is the days get shorter. And even if the temperatures were warm with the short days, the plants know it's not time to grow. So we have essentially the months of December and January where uh, the seedlings that have started on, on uh, Halloween uh, just don't grow. Uh, they right. just sit still for a couple months, and then they take off the 1st of February. So we have most of our growth in the last five weeks before the show. Yeah, it's it's a big push right before the show. And, you know, there's always a portion that doesn't do well, correct? <laughs> Let's say we feed our compost pile year-round here, yeah? <laughs> you know, certainly with forcing plants for this, you know, early March show, I, I'm sure you've tried many things that just you've figured out have not worked well. Uh, give me a couple items that don't work well for you. If, um, if there are things that in full-size um, plant type or plant height, uh, full-size and flowering uh, July, August, September, uh, they're just about impossible. Mm -hmm. um, Daylilies, uh, Cleome, Cosmos, uh, Snapdragons, 
the sun is just so weak during even February that the plants end up spindly and they, they just don't look like their cousin counterparts from the mm. summer. Uh, so we, we have learned we just can't grow those. So uh, what we've done this year, uh, as a group of exhibitors, uh, we've contacted and worked through uh, Mark Fonts with the Maine Nursery Association, mm-hmm. Maine Landscape and Nursery Association, and uh, we are bringing up a truckload of, of flowering annuals perennials and some uh, woodies as well uh, from Florida. So what they can grow outside uh, that time of year uh, should be primo and um, it should look really good. So the garden should have more color in them than, than ever before. Yeah, I think that's exciting. And we were talking with John Snell, you know, and, and Jason Curtis last week, you know, about the show and some of the changes, you know, throughout. And I think this is a, a new thing that really is going to kind of help because, like you said, some things we just can't force here in Maine, and to have that plant diversity and new and different things is really important for the show. Absolutely. Uh, Tom Tom knows, uh, any of us with greenhouses know, if our flower show lined up with Mother's Day weekend, which we know it can't because everyone's out in their gardens and spring is already here, but if it did, uh, we each have 10, 15, 20 greenhouses full of color that mm-hmm. are just ready, and people, uh, the exhibitors could just walk in and say, I'll take a tray of that, tray of that. But when we're trying to project from the fall time to get things ready for the second week of March, um, the sun, the day length and the sun strength just don't work with us. Yeah, it just doesn't really, you know, uh, put us in a, a positive light for growing here in Maine. You know, it doesn't matter if you supplemental light or do any of those things. It really just doesn't make a difference because the days are so short. Yeah, yeah, and what we have found, uh, you asked about plants that don't work. There are a few plants that do work. Mm-hmm. Uh, geraniums don't care. They bloom all winter long. Uh, pansies and violas will make it. Um, we have found primrose work, but the problem is our, our palette of selections are so small, we don't want the public to every year come in and just see geraniums and pansies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this trip from Florida, hopefully, will. We'll, uh, I know I've ordered things on this load. Um, to expand what I can put in my garden um, that I couldn't because I knew I couldn't grow them myself. So tell me, give me a kind of a general idea of how much doesn't make. If you grow 100 plants, I mean, is it 20% that usually don't make it? 30? You know? Yeah, yeah that's a, a good question. Uh, hopefully, year by year, that number's getting smaller. Mm-hmm. But even, even last year, um, the year before, we had great delphiniums. Uh, last year, I grew 100 two-gallon delphiniums so that I could really uh, load up a display, and not one of them made it. Yeah. Um, another year, we had foxgloves come in. I tried 100 foxgloves for my own exhibit, and not a single one came in. Now, we know I can guess what went wrong. I had them outside on pallets. We got some really cold nights, and it actually killed the, the air temperature killed the roots because mm-hmm. it didn't have Mother Earth to insulate them. Uh, so, uh, you know, there is a learning curve, but at the same time, when you lose 102-gallon pots, I just decide I'm not trying those again. So <laughs> there are a lot of plants that, we, that were successful even one year and then not the next. Yeah, I, there's just so many variables in forcing plants, and I agree with you. In in my experience of forcing things that are tried and true year in and year out, you can just have a group of plants that just either haven't stored enough energy in the pots and the roots, or they got too cold before you started to force them, or whatever it might be, just all of a sudden they start to grow and then they just fold and die. 
Mm-hmm. You yep. know, very very yep. frustrating from someone who's trying to force these wonderful plants. And I know it's tough for someone who's doing it like yourself. You've got folks who who really want your plants. And do you take orders for specific things, or do you kind of just give them a pallet? Well, you know, I think I was the um, I was the largest factor in this truckload coming from Florida. Um, I, in the past years, I have taken orders. And even last year, I finally got to the point, I don't want any orders. Come up a month or two weeks before the show, see what's growing, tell me what you like. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I would, get, I would get lists of things that I didn't have any experience with them, and, and how do I try them? Uh, one year without a total failure. So last year we probably had half of the plants we grew, which was probably almost two-thirds of a full greenhouse full mm-hmm. that either missed the show or uh, just didn't come along at all. Mm-hmm. Now there is one show after hours four weeks later in Bangor, so a few things are able to get up to that show. Right. Uh, but the but the bulk of it, uh, when it misses the Portland show, it's way too early for spring sales. We can't hold it on for for eight weeks, uh, so most everything just goes in the wheelbarrow and goes out back. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a really frustrating process, and I guess what I'm trying to get a, across to listeners out there is how tough it is to do this show. And you know, when you look at a ticket price of fifteen dollars, you know the amount of work and money and energy that goes into this show, the fifteen dollars never would cover all of that. You know, time and time and time again. Yeah, yeah. I don't know that any any of us are doing this show to make money at the show. We're there to get contacts and to meet potential clients, um, to show off what we do, uh, so that folks walking through can maybe keep our card and tuck it away for a few years or whatever. Um, but that's that's why essentially everyone's doing the show is is to get to meet the public. So we'd love to see as many people there as possible. Mm-hmm. So Jeff. I'm going to have to make the tough question here. So can you give me some <laughs> secrets about what you're doing in your garden this year? Well, actually, this <laughs> year our theme is Storybook Gardens. And this being March 1st, we're in there uh, right now building our garden. Mm-hmm. Um, we decided a year ago that we wanted to bring back the, the Johnny Selected Northeastern Bean, which makes pods about a, a foot and a half long. Uh, mine seem to be a little behind, so I'm not sure that we'll have beans on there. But with storybook gardens and beans, uh, uh, we are actually doing Jack and the Beanstalk. Ah, uh, here we and go. And we're going to show the old beanstalk, and we're going to have uh, Jack's new greenhouse there where he's growing veggies year-round. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yep. I, I mean, it, just the theme, it seems like there should be a lot of kids that are brought to this show this year. I think there should, and I, I know a few other people, other exhibits, uh, themes, and, and I think it will be fun for uh, for young and old alike, and I, I'm almost guessing that there'll be a little involvement with the, uh, with the kids and the folks walking through the exhibits where they can actually uh, bring back the memories of all those stories we all grew up hearing. Absolutely. You know, it'll kind of be a flashback to our childhood, that's for sure. There we go. So, yep. um, you know... With with your garden every year, it, you have some really interesting plants. Anything anything in particular that uh, you know is is new besides this bean? You know, I know you use a lot of vegetables a lot of times. Do you have vegetables involved this year? 
Yeah, we're going to have uh, a garden that looks like it's it's ready for uh, woodchucks and deer to to be showing up. <laughs> uh, it's going to be full of veggies, a lot of a lot of uh, leaf crops uh, because we're growing those in that new greenhouse you mentioned earlier. But we also are going to uh, highlight the color um, of apricot. So uh, we have nasturtiums, we have geraniums, and a few other plants with apricot-colored uh, blooms. So it's going to be mostly green and apricot. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not using any new plant, maybe, that uh, people have seen pictures of as far as flowering. Mm-hmm. As far as leaf, we do have some uh, some of the purple leaf crops, which are going to be pretty in, pretty spectacular. Some so choy and a lot and of some, texture, uh, a lot yep. of texture in there. A lot of you know. Um, with the vegetables, are they easier to force than a lot of the flowering because you're more going for foliage? Yes, yes, there is no question. Um, the And the leaf crops continue to grow during the winter as long as the greenhouse is heated. Uh, so the leaf crops, uh, and even when you get into perennials uh, that are leaf only, like hostas and ferns, uh, those are the dream for forcing mm-hmm. uh, because we're not after a, a target one week of flower like we would with a crab apple. Uh, so, yeah, the, there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of greens, uh, in our garden, but a lot of the others, because of this truckload coming up, uh, are going to be able to have colors we've never seen before and, and a volume of colors that we haven't seen before. Well, that's extremely exciting. I, I'm excited for the show, Jeff. Uh, you know, it runs Wednesday, March 5th, with the gala through Sunday, March 9th. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. I know things are, are, are kicking off here and, and really exciting. I'm sure today's Saturday. It's, it's just busy as all get out. Absolutely. All right. Enjoy the show, and uh, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, great. Thanks, Tom. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. Do you want the best-looking lawn in your neighborhood? Let Bonide help with their easy-to-use Dura-Turf four-phase lawn program. Just use all four phases of this program throughout the year as directed, and you'll have a healthy weed and insect-free lawn. The four-phase program rids your lawn of over 200 broadleaf and grassy weeds, including crabgrass, nutsedge, and dandelions. And say goodbye to surface insects like fleas and ticks while it slowly feeds your lawn all year long. Bonide offers up to a $35 gift certificate to the store where the Bonide four-phase lawn program is purchased. But you can also buy the four phases individually as you need them. Don't let weeds and insects take over your lawn. Get Bonide DuraTurf four-phase lawn program for a picture-perfect lawn. Bonide is found at your local independent garden centers of Maine. Visit maineigc.com or visit bonide.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earth life compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutri-Mulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit caselaorganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. 
For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non-hazardous, organic, and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof.com. I want a great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to The Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we were just talking with Jeff Marstow of Cozy Acres Greenhouses. You know, this show, I can't express enough how much work goes into it, but talking with Jeff, it brings up another thing that just kind of clicked for me right now. Those childhood memories, you know, and what better way to get kids involved in gardening than to bring them to storybook gardens, you know, um, the wonderful folks at Cooperative Extension and Master Gardener have a wonderful children's area also. And uh, I, I just wanted to talk about the, the scavenger hunts they do with the questions and interacting with the gardens and looking for things. I can't tell you how wonderful it is that they get the kids so involved with plants and learning and everything about the show really is promoting the next gardeners, you know, coming forward. And they do such a wonderful job. And Extension also has a, a wonderful auction at the end of the show. It, it, at the end of Sunday's show, many of the vendors and exhibitors give a lot to the auction in order to raise funds for the Master Gardener Program and Cooperative Extension. And I can't tell you how important that is so when you go around to the gardens ask them if ask the vendors and the exhibitors if they're donating anything to that auction they may be able to tell you and you might be able to come back and get some good deals on some plants and or maybe some other items so sunday evening is a really good time to come back and you know it's just like any other live auction you know you bid against your neighbor for some sort of deal. So it's a really cool kind of thing, but back to the kids, you know, and one thing I want to talk about is there's an essay contest every year put a, put on by the University of Maine Cooperative Extension, and they announced all the winners at the gala, and, you know, it's really important that Everybody understands how talented these kids are. And, you know, this year they were super creative. They got, you know, some really cool themes with storybook gardens. You know, they're just a whole host of different things. But Amy Witt at the at the main cooperative extension always heads this up. And, you know, it might be something to look forward to next year and get your kids involved. You know, they always have a deadline sometime mid-February. 
you know, so you've got to kind of be on the ball, but get involved with a cooperative extension, you know, get involved with a master gardener program. It's a really great program for education, gets kids involved. There's just all these different things. There's a bunch of different, you know, um, age groups, whether it be six to nine year old or 10 to 13 year old. Um, and it's really great because they give some really great little prizes and they judge all these wonderful stories. But uh, Storybook Gardens, you know, is is definitely getting kids involved. A lot of kids at the show this year, being that the theme has brought on, you heard Jeff, Jeff Marsteller, Jack and the Beanstalk. Why wouldn't you want to bring the kids for that? You heard Jaden last week talking about Cinderella. I can only imagine what other wonderful stories are going to be kind of told hand in hand with these gardens. But also bring that back to that whole topic we had last week of just because it's these wild themes and these wonderful things, there's still structure within each one of these gardens that you can pick out and see and use in your gardens. You know, like John was saying, you know, the patios and the steps and the plants, they may or may not be arranged in a way that you can use in your garden at the show, but use creativity on how you would use them in your yard. Okay, so you're going to see all those structural elements like the patios and the the rock steps and the boulders and the moss and and all those different plants like the beans in Jeff Marsteller of Cozy Acres Greenhouse's uh, garden. You know, some of these things are textures, you know, use lettuce in your gardens instead of in your vegetable garden. Use them in a container. Use edibles amongst all your other flowers. So take some of those elements of what they're showing you and how can you incorporate them into your garden. And take away from the show with pictures, notes, video, all of those things to form what you're going to do and then bring those into the garden center. Bring them in so we have the tools to show you some different options. You know, maybe you use Swiss chard bright lights, which is beautiful for a container, but you also can eat it. You know, maybe you use some of your herbs as you're trailing things in your containers like we've talked about before. So, you know, use some of these things at the flower show because then you have time to plan. So it's March. We're not that far away. You know, six weeks, it'll be Mother's Day. Amazing, isn't it? How time flies when you're having fun. Now, winter's over. Now it's time, you know, the streets are starting to melt. Everything's kind of starting to melt down. You know, March is one of those months we can still get snow, but it goes very, very quickly. So, you know, Storybook Gardens, you know, again, let's go over some of the details of the show. Great times to go. Thursday and Friday night and Sunday. Those three days are phenomenal to me. You know, really, really good times. Going to beat the crowds. The gal is Wednesday night from 6 to 9. Um, Thursday and Friday, you know, you're 10 to 6, 10 to 7 o'clock, you know, so you can get out of work a little bit early, go do the show for an hour or two, and then go grab a bite to eat in Portland. And let's face it, Portland has some amazing food. I mean, it doesn't matter really where you go, everything you could possibly imagine. Make an event, you know, double date, you know, bring a whole group of people. But though the end of those two days... Man, you can walk right up to the gardens. You can touch the plants. You can see all the stonework. There's no crowds. Now, Saturday is going to be busy, but that's okay, too. You know, a lot of great seminars on Saturday, a lot of things going on. And speak of the seminars. Visit the website for the 
The Flower Show, visit their Facebook page. You know, it's a great, great way to get some education in. And you may pick one or two per day that you might want to go to see, but there's a great lineup on Saturday. Every single day there's great speakers with very broad topics, which is nice. You know, so one thing might shine in the topic series. Maybe that's the day you go to the show. You know, so you can see that special speaker. And again, Thursday at one thirty, our own Carrie Ann Mendez, who's going to be working in our our Kennebunk store this year. We talked with her a few weeks ago. Um, she's going to be talking about wonderful perennials, how you get color all season long, and then also she's going to be signing her books. So a great, great opportunity, you know, to really dive into some knowledge and then also see some beautiful flowers. And I'm excited. I'm really excited that they're bringing in these plants from down south. Now, some may say, well, why are they bringing stuff from all the way? they got to truck it up here and all that. Folks, I'm trying to get across to you how hard it is to force for this show. This is never a moneymaker for any business, you know, forcing plants for this show. I can tell you I lost money every year. Our garden typically, we lost in plants between... Ten, fifteen, and twenty thousand dollars, someplace in there. A lot of times we didn't figure it out because we didn't want to know. But when you start talking fifteen hundred dollar trees that you force out and then they can't be sold, a lot of them just don't make it. So you know it's an unnatural situation. A lot of these nurseries and and also landscapers and contractors are putting a lot of money out to make this wonderful environment early March for us to get a breath of spring. So come to the show. I can't stress enough how great it is just to get that that injection of spring a couple weeks early. For $15, it will, well worth it. And like I said, you know, you can come to the door at this time. You know, the show's open. Just walk up, pay your $15, you're in. So it's great, great. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB. great garden this year, but I don't know where to start. Does this sound like you? With so many great plants available, it can be tough knowing which ones are right for you and your home. The gardening pros at Estabrooks can help. Every time I come, they're always helpful to us. They are really knowledgeable about things because I don't know that much about gardening, so they always tell me what you know would be right in my house in the sun and the setting. To learn more, visit EstabrooksOnline.com. Estabrooks for the joy of gardening. You may not know it, but most lawn fertilizers actually spread chemicals and pesticides across your entire lawn. Until now, that's been the history of lawn care products. It's also why Espoma has developed an affordable, all-natural lawn program that is safe for kids and pets. The program consists of four organic fertilizers that are specifically formulated to keep your lawn green. Each product lasts two and a half times longer than traditional chemical products, and they won't burn your lawn or leach away. You already know Espoma as a name you can trust. They've been making organic plant foods like Holly Tone and Plant Tone for over 84 years. Imagine a great-looking lawn that you're not afraid to walk barefoot on. It's a whole new day in lawn care. Look for Espoma organic lawn food products wherever quality lawn and garden products are sold. And visit Espoma.com videos to learn more about organic lawn care. Espoma, a natural in the garden since 1929. 
Whether it's pest management, improving your soil, treating diseases, or simply staying ahead of the weeds, gardening can often feel like a lot of work. Finding great local advice that's timely and helpful doesn't have to be. Sign up for the Estabrooks Garden newsletter, and you'll receive gardening tips, in-depth articles, and great deals every week right in your email inbox. It's the perfect way to stay ahead in the garden and save big on your next visit. To learn more and sign up, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. You can buy your plants and garden supplies almost anywhere. Wouldn't you rather come to your local garden center? We're the independent garden centers of Maine, working together to ensure you, the customer, gets the best quality advice and service. Visit us at MainIGC.com to see the closest IGC member near you, then stop by your local member garden center, where we'll help you select the best product for Maine's climate and soil. We work together to satisfy you. Visit us at MainIGC.com. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. I'm Tom Estabrook, and we're talking flower show. Um, you know, it's March. You know, we're setting up in the flower show. Everything's kind of coming together. Let's face it, Wednesday, the gala opens up. All of these things kind of start falling into place. Wonderful flowers are coming into the building. Everything's kind of coming together. Excitement in the air, and it's spring. You know, it's the start of spring. After the flower show, we're off to the races. You know, Mother Nature's working. Trees and shrubs will be shipped in. Things are starting to show up. The garden center's full and alive. So we're going to talk with Kevin Kearns from Morrison uh, Center. And Kevin has been actively involved with the flower show as long as I can remember. Welcome, Kevin. How are you? I'm good, man. Very good. So tell me a little bit about the Morrison Center. Yeah, pretty much, you know, we've been in existence since the 60s. Uh, started on India Street in Portland as a school for uh, kids with uh, cerebral palsy primarily. And then we moved out to Martins Point as the uh, cerebral palsy center, uh, late 60s, early 70s or so, and then uh, operated out of that area for quite a long time. And then, uh, you know, with mainstreaming into the school systems, all the kids that we were uh, had in our programs were basically mainstreamed into regular school systems. Mm-hmm. And so we got into more folks with different disabilities, uh, autism and all sorts of uh, spectrums we deal with. Mm-hmm. We were at Martins Point for a number of years, and then the seedling program started off as a uh, basically to fill a need for the community, teaching uh, rudimentary job skills, uh, different types of vocational skills based in a greenhouse setting. I came on board about 1993. Uh, hard to believe it's been that long. Man, where's but, time uh, go, right? You know, it's the same with a flower show, man. I know. I mean, you know, we're, we're, you know, just about the same same amount of time. Actually, flower show's been in existence since '88, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, but so anyway, back in uh, 2000, jeez, uh, don't quote me. You know, six somewhere around in there, we started a capital campaign and uh, built a great new location here in Scarborough. We are 60 Chamberlain Road, Scarborough, Maine. Uh, We've built a great new facility over here. Uh, The greenhouse program now has two greenhouses instead of one. Mm -hmm. We have uh, an accredited school here, uh, kindergarten through 12th graders, and also various adult programs. Uh, Recently have morphed into a center-based programming, so uh, the individuals that we service, the adults, uh, can have a variety of different, um, different, different, different opportunities mm-hmm. from culinary skills to uh, exploring trips in the community to greenhouse work for consignment pay, 
Uh, I just got back from a music group. Uh, I helped to uh, play music with another guy named uh, Frank Panisi. And it's just a, just a lot of stuff going on, man. Always, always something different. I know. You guys just keep evolving and changing and, and helping so many people. So it's, it's a great, great thing to be involved in. And, uh, you know, our industry has supported you in many ways over, over the years. Um, but uh, talk to us a little bit because you've been involved in the Flower Show really from the beginning. Yeah, but you know, pretty much, uh, I worked with a, I worked uh, as a landscaper back in the late '80s out of the Bath, Brunswick area. You know, I'm really more of a horticulturalist. That's what I am by mm-hmm. trade and education and things. And I uh, got into this job kind of in a unique position of kind of who you know and what you know, so to speak. And when I came on board here at the Morrison Center, I had already exhibited a couple years with my previous company mm-hmm. and decided that the uh, show would be a good fit for the center, uh, given the fact that we offer a uh, training in a greenhouse situation, working with uh, indoor house plants and things. It seemed like a win-win to join in with a flower show. Uh, you know, we're, we're basically hitting our uh, t- target market, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, thousands of people come to the show every year, and they're all interested in gardening of some sort. So it was a win-win for us to be part of it. Uh, through our capital campaign process of developing funding for our new building here, uh, we were actually the uh, private nonprofit sponsor for the flower show. Mm-hmm. And that allowed us uh, much more outreach into the community. Uh, we had a special uh, evening gala thing we did ourselves. And it's just been it's been a great run with it with the uh, flower show. Uh, the owners of the flower show, the Sprags, have been just great to work with. Uh, the Main Landscape and uh, n- 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 Nursery Association, the previous nonprofit sponsor, and who are back on board nowadays, also great great partnership. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just a wonderful. It's it's just super to be part of this community, Tommy. And you know I've known you for a number of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not necessarily competitors. We're in it all together. Absolutely, you know. And and talking with John Snell from Jaden and Jason Curtis and from Portland Yacht Services and and Jeff Marsteller, you know, it's amazing. Such great people in our industry, you know. And we all come together for one wonderful event and all work together. It's it's really a a sense of camaraderie and. And everybody just pitches together, and it's so nice. You know, we have a great industry that really does work together and not look at each other as competitors in many ways. It really is nice to kind of bring that home and uh, and have a wonderful event each year. It really is, you know. And uh, you know, every year, you know, it's, it seems like the years go by. Especially, you know, the older you get, the faster time goes by. And Absolutely, it's like, oh my God, it's the flower show again, you know. And and I go down there, and the smell of the bark mulch, uh, and just the friends. Uh, you know, I am happy to be part of this, uh, number one, for, for the outreach here for the center, but also just for the fact of seeing uh, cohorts and friends and associates that I've known for 20, 30 years now. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Maine is very fortunate. There's a, a really uh, good pool of knowledge here in Maine when it comes to landscaping, gardening needs, a lot of really, really uh, incredibly uh, t- t- talented people. Uh, I see so much happening in the industry these days with just younger people coming in and us older folks, so to speak, uh, you know, still still being part of it. Mm, uh, absolutely. You know, there's so much opportunities for uh, growth in the industry here in Maine, and I think the show really helps to highlight that fact. So, Kevin, tell me a little bit of, you, you now basically sell plants at the show as, as a fundraiser, correct? Yes, we do. Uh, you know, we are primarily, we do uh, a variety of crops throughout the year, 
and in the springtime we do fuchsias and geraniums and things like that. Mm-hmm. The rest of the year we handle orchids and different types of indoor house plants, uh, among other things. But so when we go to the show, uh, not only is it an outreach to the community so they know that we exist here at the center and, and, and the different uh, groups that we serve, but also the fact, too, we can raise some money. So mm-hmm. uh, the guys that are in the uh, program here that work in, work in the greenhouse uh, actually get paid on a consignment basis. So when we sell plants, they get a percentage of that money directly as a paycheck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as we all know, uh, getting a paycheck uh, every other week or so is an incredible tool. Uh, and it helps provide a sense of, you know, balance, uh, you know, tie with the community. I'm working the same as you are. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, this is this is what I do. And I see guys coming to the program that have uh, incredible disabilities, uh, you know, number one, everybody has a disability if you look deep enough. I say that over and over again. Absolutely. So, you know, I really look at strengths and, gee, not what the person can't do, but what the person can do. And if you provide the opportunity for them to learn and work, it's amazing what they teach me. Uh, and being able to be in a greenhouse, working with plants, hey, it's a win-win, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, and uh, here in the winter, uh, particularly March is not necessarily what I'd call spring, uh, you come here to the center, to uh, the uh, Morrison Center's greenhouses, and it's like a quick trip to Florida. Nice, sunny, warm, tropical look. Uh, we have some display gardens built here, a variety of plants uh, on site, a uh, big orchid collection. Yeah, you 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 love orchids, correct? Yeah, it's kind of my own personal uh, passion. Yeah, that, that's uh, kind of, you know, that really hits home for you, right? Yeah, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a generalist when it comes to uh, plants and in landscaping, greenhouse, horticulture, but uh, my personal passion has always been being able to, to grow orchids and to see orchids growing in the wild. You know, the, the big three, uh, when you're talking plants, are poinsettias, geraniums, and orchids. Mm-hmm. And if we don't have orchids available, we're really missing the boat. And the fact that I have such an interest in orchids really just makes it that much more convenient. Absolutely. Uh, well, you got to do what you love, right? Exactly. You know, that's the bottom line. You know, I see so many people working jobs that they just, you know, go to work, struggle through. Uh, you know, life's too short to uh, not enjoy what you're doing. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, we want to thank you for everything that you do at the Morrison Development Center. You know, it really is a, a great, great tie-in with our industry and getting, you know, folks in those greenhouses. It's amazing how therapeutic it is. Uh, I know just for me, working in the greenhouse, it's like therapy, you know, oh, yeah, just yeah, dealing with soil. Thanks, Th- thanks so much, too, for, for your, uh, in, you know, I mean, everybody in the industry has really helped out here at the center. Uh, you know, I get support from so many different outfits and, and co- co- companies and landscapers. And, you know, anybody needs an internship, a co- college student in the field of horticulture or plants or something, please feel free to give us a call. Uh, again, we are 60 Chamberlain Road in Scarborough. We have a big spring sale the month of May. Uh, there'll be a, a big open house event we'll have advertised later on. Please feel free to check out our website. And uh, the greenhouses are open to the public 830 to 4, Monday through Friday. And, and thanks so much for all, all you're doing, 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 doing for the Flower Show, too. It's, it's just a wonderful thing. I hope people who listen uh, will take the time to come out this year. Yeah, please stop by uh, the Morrison Center's booth. Um, it, it really, there's some cool, cool plants in there. Anything in particular that, uh, you know, you're going to have at the show that's really cool this year? You know, we're going to have, uh, obviously, a special on uh, all the different types of orchids we have. Uh, we'll have some nice small indoor house plants to take home. Uh, you know, we like to specialize in odd and unusual stuff, uh, things that make you stop and go, gee, I've never seen that before type thing. Mm-hmm. And all our plants are generally grown right here on site. Uh, I'm kind of an old school grower. I'll, 
I'll get a cutting from somewhere and grow it on and then take cuttings off of that. So I'm always looking for something odd and unusual. So uh, you look for something different. This is definitely the place to go. So all these, you know, large portion of these plants are all produced in-house by the folks in the program. You know, tell me a little bit, you know, quickly, two or three minutes here, you know, from start to finish, what do these folks do? You know, pretty much, uh, Tom, it's kind of interesting because, you know, my uh, original jobs working in large commercial greenhouse operations, you know, you got to figure out the least labor-intensive way to do something. Mm -hmm. Here at the center, I have a large labor force, so Mm -hmm. I have to completely reinvent the wheel and figure out the, you know, the the more labor-intensive ways to do things. It doesn't cost us money to do that because this is what the folks are here to to do and learn. So, you know, we actually, uh, you know, take the cuttings, uh, you know, fill the pots, stick the cuttings, grow the plants on, uh, we'll then take those smaller plants, pot them into bigger pots. And so the, the, the consumers in the program 100% do the work necessary to grow the plants. I oversee the feeding and things like that. I don't want them handling any, anything that they should be handling. Mm-hmm. And we've also been able to develop a unique program here at the center uh, using... Uh, we don't use uh, standard insecticides anymore. We switched into uh, the new uh, IPM controls using insects that eat insects and things like that. So our plants are safe to take home. They are uh, free of uh, pesticides, and they're grown right here in Maine, so they're already acclimated to the light levels and the conditions that you would find here. Uh, so just, uh, you know, the folks are involved 100%, and when you come in and see the guys at work, you understand you know, they all love their jobs, too, which is really, really an important component. So win-win, you know, stop by the Morrison Center, uh, you know, booth, pick up a plant or two, you know, you know you're helping a good cause, great people. You know, yep. Kevin, you've always supported the show. We really appreciate it, and I want to thank you for coming on the show. Definitely, Tommy. And also, anybody interested in orchids, I'm speaking Friday morning at 1030. Uh, if you want to learn about orchids, come come on in and uh, you know try to be a little early Friday, and you'll be able, be, able to, be able to come and see my talk. There you go, Kevin Kearns from uh, Morrison Development Center. Hey, Kevin, thank you so much. All right, Tommy. Thanks. All right, thanks. have a great day. All right, uh, you know Kevin is such a good guy. You know you have he just this program has grown and flourished, and it really is a model, you know, to help a lot of people support them by buying some of their plants. It really, really, there's some cool stuff he does. And his orchids are neat, unusual varieties. He's got such passion. If you're having problems with orchids, Kevin is a wonderful resource. You know, I've called him in the past, um, you know, to talk to him about different things um, when it comes to orchids. And if you're having trouble, you know, stop by his talk, you know, Friday morning, you know, or stop in at the center. It really is a cool place to kind of go and visit and walk through, you know, if you're looking for that place, um, you know, just to kind of get warm during those those cold months. Morrison Center is a great place. They're doing wonderful things. And boy, uh, what a program that is changing with the times. Um, they've got a beautiful new facility. The Maine Landscape and Nursery Association did a wonderful charity work project there a couple falls ago, planted a wonderful garden on their grounds. And, uh, you know, our industry works hand-in-hand with those folks uh, at, at the Development Center. Um, really, really great person. Kevin, uh, thank you so much. And uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more from the Joy of Gardening on News Talk WLOB.
For over 60 years, Wiltproof has provided the most effective protection against moisture loss in plants under water stress, and no other product comes close. Our non-hazardous, organic, and biodegradable film is like having several layers of protection. As the outside layer of Wiltproof wears off with the weather, another layer forms. Wiltproof is the only horticulture anti-transparent that has the ability to provide this long-lasting protection. Put your trust in Wiltproof. Check out their site at wiltproof.com. That's wilt-proof.com. At Costa Maine Organic Products, we've known for a long time that plants love lobster just as much as people do. It's one of the reasons we started composting marine residuals back in 1996. And although we've had great success in getting gardeners and their plants hooked on lobster throughout New England, the Mid-Atlantic, and Midwest, the heart and soul of what we do is here in Maine. Plants love lobster because the calcium and chitin in the lobster shells break down in the composting process and become plant-ready food that help to make your plants strong and healthy. And of course, the plants don't use any butter, so they're even healthier. So support your local retailer and Maine's lobster industry by using Coast of Maine's Quaddy Lobster Compost in your garden. Coast of Maine, a lobster compost company. Approved for organic growers by the Maine Organic Farmers and Gardeners Association. Visit us at www.coastofmaine.com. Regular old mulch leaving your plants wanting more? Casella Organics Nutri-Mulch is a superior mulch for improving any landscape. Made in Maine from aged native bark and earthlife compost, its dark color and rich texture are ideal for perennials, ornamentals, trees, and shrubs. Earthlife Nutrimulch is nutrient-stabilized with compost, so the bark doesn't compete with plants for nutrients. Visit CaselaOrganics.com or call 800-4-COMPOST for a source near you. The Maine gardening season can often feel like a race to the finish line, so give yourself a head start by doing a little planning this winter. Visit EsterBrooksOnline.com and browse thousands of plant photos, descriptions, and care requirements in the Estabrooks Online Plant Catalog. It's the ultimate resource as you create your garden to-do list. Plus, don't forget that Estabrooks is now taking plant pre-orders. Contact their garden pros to ensure you'll have the plants you need this spring. To learn more, visit estabrooksonline.com. Estabrooks, for the joy of gardening. Welcome back to the Joy of Gardening by Estabrooks. On another great Saturday, boy, Kevin Kearns, Jeff Marsteller, really great people in our industry doing a lot to help and uh, support the industry. And, you know, I can't talk um, enough about the flower show and I'll kind of end the show here, you know, with giving some more times of what's going on, what, but they're busy building all the gardens now, you know, so Wednesday's going to start Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Wonderful show, but I wanted to get to one question that we had submitted on our website. If you have questions, don't hesitate to uh, submit it to our website, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. And this question is from Mary Lou, and she is in New Jersey. Her question is, she looked through our online catalog and didn't see Phlox Paniculata Flame series and wanted to know what my experience regarding that series was. And uh, she's looking to redesign her rock garden and looking for a short 
garden flocks, um, you know, for, for that situation. So, Mary Lou, I wanted to tell you a couple things. Um, we have in the past carried the Flame series, and it is a very nice flocks. A couple things I would say about it. Number one, it does require some staking. Uh, even though it is a shorter variety, the stems are not that sturdy. Um, you know, also, it's powdery mildew resistant, though I found that it did lead itself to powdery mildew pretty consistently in the yard. Um, so the Flame Series is good. It's a good re-blooming re variety. So if you shear it back, it will pop up more flowers. It is short on the stature, but we really aren't carrying it consistently to keep it in our catalog. It's not to say we don't have it in stock at times, but we don't have it that often. What I would recommend is looking at another volcano flocks. Um, to me, these are much better in a shorter series. They have bigger flowers. The foliage is larger. The mildew resistant is much better. And overall, just a better plant, um, in my opinion. Now, Every garden's a little bit different. You're in New Jersey. I'm not sure if you're planting up here in Maine or if you're planting down in New Jersey. Certainly, I would say the volcano flocks might be a better choice for more a hot and humid situation like in New Jersey. Here up in Maine, you can get away with either or. Um, though I did find that the Flame series flopped a little bit more. Um, they didn't have as strong a stems as the volcano. So we've made a conscious effort to kind of go that direction. Is there a right choice or wrong choice? Not necessarily. But you'll find volcano flocks at our garden center more often than not. If you're interested in specifically a certain variety, always contact us because we have many options to either order or grow plants um, if you're really interested and want to try them. So um, I hope that helps, Mary Lou. Uh, thanks for the question. Again, if you have a question, don't hesitate to uh, submit those on our website, estabrooksonline.com backslash radio. So we're going to finish up the show here today, and, and I just want to kind of continue on this flower show discussion because I think this is a great event for my industry, and, uh, you know, it really, really is the breath of spring. So there are so many vendors, you know, everything from, you know, ice cream at the show to, um, you know, different landscape companies to, you know, home heating type companies, gutters and, you know, construction companies, uh, you know, so just a really nice mix. I'm looking at the, at the, uh, you know, the vendor list and it's amazing to me just the vast array of different products that are going to be at the show this year. So certainly, you know, take a look at their website. All the folks are listed, you know, at the Portland Flower Show website you know, also, they're a great page to kind of like on Facebook. They have some cool little things that they kind of pop up during the season, kind of leading up to the show. You know, so a great way to kind of discuss. And you still have a little bit of time to buy tickets before you have to buy them at the door. So, you know, contact, you know, them via their website, you know, portlandcompany.com backslash flower. Um, advanced tickets are available until March 9th. You know, so you got a few days left. And again, you can buy them at Alan Sterling and Lothrop, Andy's Agway, Broadway Gardens, Harmons and Bartons, um, Moody's, uh, O'Donnell's, Rosemont Markets, 
you know, and also Sawyer and Company. So, you know, a whole bunch of local places you can go and buy them beforehand. Save yourself a couple dollars. It's not a bad way to go. And uh, the gala will be opening Wednesday night at 6 o'clock. You know, always a great event, you know, to see all the awards and get an up-close-and-personal touch of the show. The other thing is parking. I, I hear this time and time again, you know, that the the site is not convenient for parking and whatnot. It really isn't true. With some great new garages that Portland has put up over the past few years, and, you know, now the city has also allowed us to, to uh, park it on 4th Street there. The shuttles back and forth up and down Commercial Street, you know, certainly if you go, you can go back to lunch out in the old port if you want, come back to the, sh- you know, all these different opportunities. I always park at East End Beach and walk down. So give that little tidbit too. It's a great place, free parking, and you just walk down the hill, you're right at the show. So, you know, certainly a lot of things going on at the Flower Show. Check out the educational stuff. Like Kevin Kern said, Friday morning he'll be talking about uh, orchids. You know, we've got all kinds of different things. Again, Carrie Ann Mendez, our wonderful addition to our Kennebunk store, will also be talking on Thursday signing her books also. So, you know, just a whole bunch of different things going on for education also. But last and but not least, it's all about the flowers. And I can't wait for all that wonderful stuff coming up from down south to broaden that pot palette line. You know, always can be just something new and different. I'm looking for something new and different. I'm looking for some change in the flower show. Storybook Gardens, bring your kids. Again, pick those off times Thursday morning, Friday morning, you know, Sunday morning early in the show is quite slow also. Great time to sneak the kids in there, be able to get up and close and personal, and obviously work with the extension folks. they got the wonderful children's garden upstairs. You know, work on all those craft projects. Do the little scavenger hunt they have. So a lot of stuff going on at the flower show. Just an amazing time. Looking so forward to it. Next week, we'll be talking about what's going on at that show. You know, it'll be that time. The show will be open. I'll have all kinds of things to report. You know, I am stopping by and looking as things are being built this week. So a whole bunch of different things. I'm going to head over to the show today and just check in with everybody and make sure things are going all right. So... Thank you to all who participate in the Flower Show, and I want to say, get out. It's March, folks. It's time for spring. Start planning, talking with your garden centers, talking with your landscapers, and get out there. Enjoy your garden. Have a great Saturday. Saturday.